Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mean O' Lion Media presents Pregnancy Pearls. Meet Dr. Nicole Plenty, a double board certified OBGYN and high risk pregnancy expert. She's brilliant, well researched, and feisty. Growing tired of seeing complications of pregnancy that could have been prevented, she wanted a way to empower women through knowledge because, as she says, all doctors aren't created equal. This quest to educate women birthed this podcast, Pregnancy Pearls, with Dr. Plenty. Thanks for listening to Pregnancy Pearls with me, Dr. Nicole Plenty. You know, all those things you've heard your mom say, like you can't dye your hair while you're pregnant. You can't get facials. You can't get this. You can't get that. Don't leave the house. Well, we're going to talk about all those things today. No matter if you're high risk or not, if you admit it by the end of the pregnancy, you're absolutely miserable and you're trying to find some relief from the pressure. You've gained weight and you really don't feel like yourself. Well, that's because you've changed quite a bit. So we're going to talk about ways to pamper yourself that are safe in pregnancy. And we're going to answer some questions that you guys have sent to me pertaining to pampering in pregnancy. So here are questions that I get on the daily basis. Dr. Plitty, can I dye my hair? The answer is yes. And you can get a scalp massage while you're at it. Can I get a perm or relaxer? Yes, you can get a straightening perm or you can get the perm that makes your hair curly. It doesn't matter. We want you to make sure your hair is good and you want to make sure your hair is laid when you go on labor delivery. Why? Because those pictures are going to be immortalized forever. Every year, you're going to have that reminder on Facebook that you've had a baby or your baby's birthday is coming up. So make sure your hair is good. Can I get acrylic nails or shellac or gel nails? Y'all, please don't look like trash. Yes, you can get your nails done. There is, there's nothing that says that you can't. Um, the thing about nails is, you know, sometimes they use that drill on your nails so you can have like particles that are flying in the air. So some people have allergic reactions to those particles. So I always encourage people, even before the pandemic, like you want, might want to wear a mask if you're sensitive to smells in pregnancy. But thanks to the pandemic, You have to wear a mask anyway. So that will help protect you against those fumes that can cause you to have some sensitivities. Can I get a body massage? Well, yes and no. So you shouldn't get a deep tissue massage. Okay. There are certain trigger points that can cause discomfort and can actually lead to preterm contractions. Although the research is sort of kind of iffy on that. Um, I do recommend getting pregnancy massages, though, and those are typically lighter in pressure and they avoid those trigger points. Now, if you're already 37 weeks or 38 weeks, get whatever massage you want, except those hot stone massages on your belly. We don't want anything that is going to increase the temperature of your belly. There's no data on that. That's just my opinion because we know that you shouldn't be in a hot tub. So I don't want you to do anything else that can expose you to temperatures that are over what your body temperature is. Now, there are a lot of studies that show that massages in pregnancy 
are associated with decreases in depression in pregnancy, as well as postpartum blues and postpartum depression. So I do think that pregnancy massages and making sure that you're doing something for relaxation of pregnancy is definitely warranted and needed. Um, so don't shy away from the pregnancy massages. And then the other question that I have, Dr. Plenty, can I specifically get a foot massage? So we have to be careful with this one. So yes, you can get a foot massage, but if you have redness or swelling in your legs, you need to make sure you see your OBGYN or primary care physician first. So pregnancy increases the risk of blood clots in your legs. Okay. And we don't want to miss this sign. If you have swelling, you're like, I'm going to get a foot massage to help with swelling. Like that is not the point of you getting the foot massage. The point is that it's going to cause you some reaction to have some relaxation, but foot massages do help increase circulation because they are literally helping the blood flow in the veins so that blood can return to the heart. Now, if you have a blood clot there, it's also helping the blood clot move. And that could mean that you're going to have a pulmonary embolus. There's a podcast episode on this kind of stuff already, deep vein thrombosis and pregnancy. And there's a YouTube video on this. Go and listen to both of those so you can know the signs and symptoms of deep venous thrombosis and pregnancy or blood clots in your legs, um, because that can be life-threatening. That's a real thing. So if you have swelling, you want to make sure you don't have a blood clot first. And if you don't have swelling, then yes, you can get a foot massage, but it should be a light massage again. Um, foot massages also have those trigger points that have an increased association with preterm labor more so than a deep tissue massage. So you want to be very, very careful if you're prone to preterm contractions or preterm labor. You might want to shy away from this. You can let your, your husband give you a foot rub at home, but you know you don't necessarily need to get a real you know, tissue massage of the foot if you are at risk for going into preterm labor, okay? I hope that that's answered some questions about pampering and massages, now let's go through some specific cases about pampering and pregnancy. Our first case is a 41-year-old who is 28 weeks pregnant with her first child. She has a history of high blood pressure. She would like to do aromatherapy and massage for stress relief and treatment of her high blood pressure instead of taking blood pressure medicines. Her OBGYN referred her for further consultation. A couple of things that put me on high alert here. I'll go and answer the questions first. So you you want to do aromatherapy and massage for stress relief. Those are great plans. Aromatherapy, we know that that helps relieve stress. Um, meditation with aromatherapy is great. Um, that helps reduce your stress level, helps clear your mind. We know that people that have re reduced stress level have lower incidences of hypertensive crises and thus have lower complication rates in their pregnancy. So Yes, I like the fact that you want aromatherapy. Massage for stress relief. As long as the massage is a pregnancy massage, like I said before, you don't want to get deep tissue massages because of those trigger points um, that have been associated with preterm labor and contractions, although it's controversial. I shy away from anything that's controversial. So stick to your pregnancy massage, okay? So those things are true. They do help relieve stress. And we do recommend that you get things to relieve stress. There are other things that you can do to relieve stress as well, like journaling or writing, going to seek counseling or therapy, making sure you're spending more time at home, um, out, outside of the home. Um, also getting a hobby like crocheting or knitting. All of those things 
help reduce stress. And we like for people that are pregnant to have something to distract themselves. Why? Because pregnancy in itself is like a really anxiety provoking state. You are growing a creature inside of you and you don't know what's going on and you really can't control what's going on outside of making sure you're as healthy as you possibly can be. So because of that, you know, constant trying to figure out like, oh, is the baby moving? Oh my God, is the baby moving? No, the baby's not moving. Okay, let me buy a home Doppler. Like we don't want you to do that, okay? So we'd rather you do something to relieve that stress, like get a hobby, massage therapy, aromatherapy. Those things are great. Now let's talk about the treatment of the blood pressure though with those things, okay? Yeah, we know that helping Reduce stress will also reduce your blood pressure. But th- listen, this is not the time to experiment. Like you're 41. So you have advanced maternal age. You're already 28 weeks pregnant. The prime gestational age to get preeclampsia is around 29 weeks. So we want to make sure that we're not driving your blood pressure up just because you're not taking your blood pressure medicine. That's going to confuse us. Okay. Your blood pressure goes high. We're going to put you in the hospital. We're going to work you up for preeclampsia which is when you have high blood pressure and vascular damage, which we look for as protein in your urine. You can go back and listen to the episode on preeclampsia and the YouTube video on preeclampsia because this is one of the leading causes of death among black and brown women and Caucasian women too. So we don't want to play games of let's take you off your blood pressure medicine and see if we can just treat it with like some stress relief techniques. No, 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 no. We need you to take your blood pressure medicine. Okay. You can experiment after the pregnancy, but not in the pregnancy, because not only do we have to worry about an exacerbation of your blood pressure, but we also have to worry about whether you're going to get preeclampsia. And when you have an exacerbation of your blood pressure or an acute worsening of your blood pressure, it's very confusing because it's it's hard for us to decipher if this is preeclampsia or not. Dr. Plenty, why do you even have to decipher it? Why wouldn't you just treat both of them with blood pressure medicine? Well, this is why. Because the cure for preeclampsia is delivery, okay? And so we don't want to put a 28, 29-weeker in the NICU because we assume that you're having preeclampsia and you need to be delivered versus you not taking your blood pressure medicine or have an exacerbation of your high blood pressure, which can be treated with just giving you more blood pressure medicine, okay? So don't make us have to figure that stuff out. Now, I don't know your medical history, so I don't know if you already have underlying vascular damage, if you already had protein in your urine before at the beginning of pregnancy. If you did, it's really going to cloud the clinical picture. So the best thing that you can do right now is to do what you what you normally do to control your blood pressure, and that's take your blood pressure medicine. That way, it's not like you present and all of a sudden it's like, is it because she didn't take your blood pressure medicine? Or does she have something else going on because of the pregnancy she needs to be delivered? Like, don't don't confuse us like that. Take your blood pressure medicine. Do the other things that you mentioned as well, the aromatherapy and the massages for stress relief. And then we make sure that you are as healthy as you possibly can. Now, 41, you should be getting growth scans on your baby about every month, okay? So 28 weeks is like an average gestational age for a growth scan at the beginning of the third trimester. You get another one somewhere around 32 weeks. Usually those are the time for those blood pressures to act up. So let's just make sure that we're doing our part, meaning you are taking your blood pressure medicine like you're supposed to, so that we don't have to guess. For this case, the case pearl is aromatherapy has been known to decrease stress. However, blood pressure control is pertinent and it is not a substitute for blood pressure medications. 
All right, medical intern, what's our second case? Our second case is a 25-year-old who is 38 weeks pregnant with her first child. She is hoping to have her baby vaginally, but was told that her baby is currently in a breech position. Her OB referred her for consultation for external cephalic version, but she heard that her chiropractor can do a pregnancy massage to flip the baby. She would like to know which is best. I think that most chiropractors will agree that although some techniques have been known to adjust the alignment of the pelvis, they're not flipping the baby, okay? There's been some data that shows that people that are pregnant as they move to the third trimester, the alignment of their pelvis can be off and that can cause some pelvic pain and discomfort. And that's why some people have that waddle in the third trimester and they have all that lower abdominal pain and low back pain. Our chiropractors, and I used to work with one when I was in Indianapolis, does a really good job of pain control in pregnancy. So if I have a patient that's like, oh my God, Dr. Plenty, my back is hurting. My neck is hurting. Oh my God, I have lower abdominal pain. I'll say, how about you go see my doctor friend, the chiropractor over there? He's next door. And he will give you a massage, a pregnancy massage and do a pelvic alignment. Okay. So sometimes that realignment of the pelvis does allow the baby to flip. Sometimes the baby will just flip on its own. But if you're already 38 weeks, you need a definite external cephalic version. Now, external cephalic version doesn't mean that the baby's going to automatically like flip. Okay, so what I what I mean when I say external cephalic version is it's real scientific, y'all. So we basically put you on the table. We put a whole bunch of mineral oil on your belly and then we literally use our hands to push the baby around. Okay, (laughs) real scientific. Okay, so we're literally trying to lift the baby, lift the butt off the off the pelvis and manually flip the baby around, checking for the position on ultrasound like every couple of minutes. Um, it can increase your risk of having placental trauma or an abruption, meaning where the placenta separates from the inside of the uterus. This happens more so when the placenta or the afterbirth is on the front side so that we are touching than the posterior or backside. Now, the placenta being in the front does not mean that you can't get an external cephalic version. It's just harder because we're feeling your baby through the placenta, okay? Or we're trying to maneuver around the sides and feel the back. Okay, we're always pressing against the back of the baby and the back of the head to try to get the baby flipped. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. If you have an abruption while we're doing it, it means you need a C-section while we're doing it. Okay. And so can a baby, can you get flipped and a baby flip back the next day? Yep. Babies stay how they're comfortable. And so you can get a version and that baby be head down and then they bring you a week back, back a week later. And all of a sudden you're like little Timmy in there and breach again. It happens. Okay. So the best bet is to try the external cephalic version. And if it doesn't work, get a C-section. Um, the further you get along, the harder it is to flip a baby. So most people try to flip the baby around 36 to 37 weeks. Most people wait until 37 weeks, at least your full term. And if there's an indication already, like if you have high blood pressure or diabetes, then they can just induce you immediately. But if there's not an indication, then some people do wait until around this 38 week mark to try to flip the baby so that they then can induce you. 
But uh, if you go home and come back at 39 weeks or when you're in labor, they still have to check the position of that baby because the baby may be a breach again. It's not 100%. The question was, which is best? The external cephalic version is the, the only thing that's concentrated on flipping the baby directly. A chiropractor may say, oh, come get your pelvis aligned. It can help flip the baby, but they're not pressing against the head of the baby trying to rotate the baby. So the only thing that's specific to rotate the baby is an external cephalic version. And then honestly, you may need to get comfortable with that. The fact that if it doesn't work, you need a C-section. I had a C-section. It's not the end of the world. You get your little beauty scar. Yeah, you have a little scar. You know, that C-section scar, but you get a baby out of the picture, right? And so isn't the whole point to have a safe delivery and a baby that's healthy? So there's so many people that's so focused on vaginal delivery only, vaginal delivery only, even if it means that you're doing all these things that could increase your risk of an abruption. And then if it doesn't work, then your heart's broken. I just want to make sure that you're okay if this doesn't work. And you go see your chiropractor. If the baby's still breech. You shouldn't deliver the baby breech. It's against national guidelines to deliver the baby breech because there's an increased risk of head entrapment or the baby's head getting stuck in the birth canal. You don't want that to happen. So you'd rather make sure your baby is safe. So in the back of your mind, think the worst case scenario out of this is that I'm going to have a C-section. And just be good either way. Be good either way because you'll get through it either way. So the case pearl for this case is there is no evidence that chiropractic techniques are superior to external cephalic version. External cephalic version is only successful, though, about 50 to 70 percent of the time. All right, medical intern, do we have any emailed cases? Yes, we have one. And it says, Dr. Plenty, I'm 39 weeks and this baby just doesn't want to come. I was told that he was at the 95th percentile and that my cervix was closed at my last appointment. I was also told that a foot massage would help me go into labor. Is this safe? Okay, so like I said before, foot massages have those certain trigger points that have been found to cause preterm contractions. Okay, there's studies that say it works and it doesn't work. And the only thing that's been shown consistently to help with latency or the onset of labor is sex. So I would more so like you and your spouse to go have sex. Okay. That would help. Sperm has natural prostaglandins that then soften the cervix and can help you go into labor. I would much rather you have sex. If you want your husband or your spouse to give you a foot massage before you have sex, that's fine too. But sex has been shown consistently without a condom because you need the sperm to soften and ripen the cervix. Now, if you're a discordant couple, meaning your partner is HIV positive and you're negative, obviously I'm not telling you to go and have sex because that can increase your risk of transmission. But if you are a courting person, then yeah, the sperm has natural prostaglandin and you should do that, okay? Even sex with a condom can help because um, anything that touches the cervix can cause some natural contractions to occur and release of natural prostaglandins. So regardless, you can have sex with or without a condom, but the sperm has those natural prostaglandins. The foot massage, yeah, I mean, could it cause you to have some preterm contractions? Yes, there have been studies that show that it will cause preterm contractions, but your term, okay? So there's not many studies on 
induction of labor via a foot massage. There's a lot that that's talking about the onset of labor after sex, though. I'm not telling you, you can't get a foot massage. Go get one. At this point, if you have some contractions, it's a good thing. But the intercourse is going to be helpful in this situation. The other piece I want to make sure to bring up is this child of yours is at the 95th percentile. So if you're listening, and you're like, what's that? So we put babies on a scale of one to 100. Okay. The first percentile is the very smallest baby. And we worry about babies that are between the first and the 10th percentile because they have a higher risk of stillbirth. Those babies have to be delivered between 37 and 39 weeks. We also worry about babies that are above the 95th percentile because those babies are usually born to moms that have uncontrolled diabetes, which also have a higher risk of stillbirth. But if you don't have diabetes and you have a big baby, then we're worried about, is the baby going to come through the birth canal? Now, you did not say you're above the 95th percentile, which makes me think it's still okay for you to have a trial of labor. But the longer you go, the bigger the baby is going to be. And the margin of error for ultrasound is real stuff, right? Like at this point, you're like plus or minus three weeks. So that means that you have a big baby, but there could be some error and your baby could really be like at the 89th percentile and not the 95th or could really be at the 100th percentile and not the 95th because of that margin of error. Your doctor should... Basically proceed with caution. I mean, I would be making sure I'm ready just in case you had a shoulder dystocia whenever you do go into labor, meaning where the shoulder gets stuck in the birth canal because the baby's so big. It doesn't mean that you can't have a trial of labor, but it does mean that you are at slightly higher risk for having that baby get stuck. So we want to make sure we're prepared. And that sometimes can also clue us if the baby's really big and not engaged in the pelvis it could be just because the baby's too big. At this point, patience is a virtue. Only 5% of babies are born on their due date. If you're low risk, you don't have a reason to be induced just because your baby's big. Just wait and be patient. And then your OB can make sure that your cervix is changing at the rate that it's supposed to be changing. And if you need something to help ripen your cervix, um, if you're, you know, get closer to your due date, then they can give you agents to ripen your cervix. But at this point, just be patient, be happy with your husband or your spouse and have some sexual intercourse to help ripen your cervix. But pretty much um, that's all you can do. I mean, everybody wants to know what they can do to make the make themselves go into labor. Once they hit that, you know, 37, 38, 39 weeks, they're over it. They're like, what can I do to have a baby? Nothing. Just enjoy that last week because nobody will let you go pretty much past 41 weeks if you're low risk. So just enjoy your last one or two weeks and hopefully you'll just go into labor soon, but sex will help. All right. Do we have any more cases? And my medical intern is shaking her head. No. So thanks so much for listening to Pregnancy Pearls podcast. I hope you've learned more about pampering yourself in pregnancy. And I hope you schedule your pampering appointment soon at a spa near you because you deserve it. Go ahead and share the podcast and this episode with your friends and family who are pregnant, planning to get pregnant, or who want or need women's health tips. If you or someone you know has had a pregnancy complication or unique pregnancy situation, let me know about it. Email me at pregnancypearls at gmail.com to hear your topic or case discussed on one of our podcast episodes. Also, remember to follow me on Instagram at pregnancy underscore pearls and Facebook at pregnancy pearls. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash pregnancy pearls with Dr. Plenty for more quick talks about pregnancy complications. In closing, remember to advocate for yourself. You are your biggest advocate and no one knows what's going on with your body except for you. 
Thanks for listening. Bye. Pregnancy Pearls is hosted by Dr. Nicole Lee Plenty. Produced by Nicole Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Find Pregnancy Pearls on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice for diagnosis or treatment of individual medical conditions. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with specific questions regarding a medical condition. Pregnancy Pearls is a mean old lion media production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.